0: Let's just entertain the presence of the Lord for a few minutes. He's here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We entertain your presence right now. King of kings and Lord of lords. Somebody just entertain his presence for a minute. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Why everybody's getting settled right now before we go into the word of the lord i just want to let the lord just move this house for a minute come on in jesus name if you need a healing whatever you need the atmosphere has already been prepared right now the atmosphere is here that you need for your miracle all you've got to do is just begin to lift up your voice and cry out to god come on he's here right now there's something stirring in this place there's something stirring in your heart you've already felt it come on now respond to it in the name of jesus respond to it hallelujah lord we thank you god for your presence come on We don't have to holler and scream to get a miracle, but right now you can just lift your hands in the air. The atmosphere has already been prepared. Just lift your hands toward heaven. Receive. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hearts, be healed now in the name of Jesus. Backs, be healed now in the name of Jesus. Blood disorders, be healed now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. Diabetes, be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. I feel His presence here. Hallelujah. It's in atmospheres like this where God just begins to stir and move. Amen. And somebody responds. That's what happened to the man who'd been sitting by the pool for 38 years just waiting for his miracle. Amen. He'd been wanting to be able to get in that stirring. But as the angel came each year and stirred that pool, he wanted to get in that pool. But he had nobody to put him in the pool. But all of a sudden, he came in contact with Jesus. He got in his presence. And when he got in the presence of the Lord, all of a sudden, a miracle transpired in his life. Jesus said, "'Wilt thou be made whole?' He said, I have no man to put me in the pool. And Jesus said, take up thy bed. Come on, son, rise up and walk. Be healed in Jesus' name right now. I say to somebody, be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Go to the word of the Lord. Exodus chapter 14. Amen pastor will be home tomorrow aren't you glad i know i am exodus chapter 14 verses 13 and 14 says and moses said unto the people fear not stand still and see the salvation of the lord which he will show to you today for the egyptians whom you have seen today you shall see them again no more forever The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. God, I thank you for your word. I know that your word is anointed. I pray that you'd anoint your messenger tonight, God, and help me to say those things that are from you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would hide me under the shadow of your cross. God, give us strength, God, to do what you want us to do in this house tonight. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for victory in this place tonight. I thank you for the victory that we've already felt. And I thank you, God, for the victory that is yet to come. In Jesus' name, in this place, we give you all the praise and the glory. In your mighty name, Jesus, we say amen. Come on, somebody. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Now, you know, tonight is Super Bowl Sunday. You better get rid of that. Somebody's going to die. Yeah. They better be empty. We're going to have some running in this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. If, you don't, if you're not in on the joke, go to my brother's Facebook page. Hallelujah. Tonight is Super Bowl Sunday. And I don't think that many people in New England really care about the Super Bowl this time around. I know I could care less, but maybe you do. Amen. But uh, tonight... My title is simply this, you are on the winning side. Yeah. You are on the winning side. Amen. Amen. You are. Amen. You better get prepared. <laughs> Come on. Be ready. Amen. Not on this pulpit. You are on the winning side. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Some of us have been acting like we're on the losing side way too long. But you are on the winning side tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. The book, the the, the, the Bible story that we just read, the backstory of our text is this, and I'm gonna read it from the New English translation. Just it's simple. Exodus 14, starting with verse 5. When it was reported to the king of Egypt that the people had fled the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people and the king and his servants said what in the world have we done for we have released the people of Israel from serving us this is the back story then he prepared his chariots and took his army with him and he took 600 select chariots and all of the rest of the chariots of Egypt and officers on all of them But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he chased after the Israelites. Now the Israelites were going out defiantly. The Egyptians chased after them. And all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army overtook them, camping by the sea beside Pi-Hirahirath. There, say that about five times. Before Baal-Zephon. Where Pharaoh got closer and the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them and they were terrified. The Israelites cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the desert? What in the world have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Isn't that what we told you in Egypt? Leave us alone so that we can serve the Egyptians. Because it's better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. You see, this time, reading this backstory, Moses didn't pray. But Moses began to prophesy over God's people. There's a time to pray, but there's a time to begin to prophesy what's going to happen. There's a time to be on your knees and seeking the face of God, but there's also a time for God's people to begin to prophesy and to speak to the wind and begin to say what's going to happen in the name of Jesus. And Moses said unto the people fear ye not this is what he said we read it already stand still and see the salvation of the lord which he will show to you today for the egyptians whom you have seen today you shall see them again no more forever the lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace hallelujah Tonight I believe that I can stand up here just like uh, Moses stood up over the people of Israel. I can stand over the people of God tonight and begin to prophesy in the name of Jesus and tell you that the same salvation that God gave to his people, the Israelites, uh, God is ready to give somebody a mighty miracle today. He will show you a miracle today, not tomorrow, but today. God is ready to do a mighty miracle in your life today is your day of victory come on we preached somewhat along these lines this morning but today is your day of victory it's time for somebody to step out in victory because you are on the winning side hallelujah I'm believing today that God is going to deal the death blow to the enemy that has been plaguing you in your life. I believe God is saying to someone that he is ready to help you, that God is ready to be your helper, Amen. To put something that has been hanging over your head for a long, long time under your feet. God is ready to put that issue that's been looming over you, that you've been worrying about, taking you down and taking you out. God is ready to put it under your feet by the power of his mighty name. Does somebody believe what I'm saying in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. In part of our text, we read the salvation he will show you today. God wants to show his salvation today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more. Hallelujah. The Egyptians were the enemy to God's people. That's who they were. I don't know what the Egyptians are in your life today. But maybe in your life it's sickness. Maybe it's financial trouble. Maybe it's family strife and turmoil. I don't know. Maybe it's a habit or an addiction that you've just not been able to kick and get rid of. And the enemy's been trying to just keep you tripped up in that mess so you can't do what God has called you to do. I don't know what your Egyptian enemy is. But whatever it is, I'm believing tonight, whatever that enemy is, amen, that today is your day. I'm believing with you right now that today is your day for victory. Hallelujah. The devil is very much opposed to you having victory. Matter of fact, the devil doesn't want anybody enjoying the abundant life that God has already promised. He doesn't want that to happen. You know the word of God, John 10 and 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come, Jesus said, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. It's the enemy that's trying to take all those things from you. It's not God trying to strip you of all the things that are happening in your life. It's the enemy trying to do that to you. But God has come tonight to deliver you. God has come tonight, I say in the Holy Ghost, to set you free. God has come tonight to to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly in Exodus chapter 14 verse 3 Pharaoh said they are entangled in the land the wilderness has shut them in in other words Pharaoh was saying they are trapped I've got them right where I want them and that's what the enemy's been telling somebody in this house tonight you're trapped you can't get out of this mess hallelujah when an opponent feels like they have someone where they want them it's usually because they believe that they have the upper hand and that everything looks to be in their favor. And when somebody thinks that they have somebody right where they want them, it's because they believe that as the opposing party, that the opposing party is at their mercy. Their fate is in their hands, right? They believe they have the power to kill, to destroy. To save or to give life when they have you trapped like that how many times have you been in a place like that when it seems like all of hell has broken loose in your life and you look around for help and there seems to be no help it seems to be the blue cyclone 2.0 if you don't know what that is maybe uh You need to listen to a little Ray Stevens every once in a while. As a kid, we listened to that. Anyway, I digress. But go look up The Blue Cyclone on YouTube after church and you'll know what I'm talking about. All alone, that place where it feels like you are surrounded and the enemy is coming at you from every side. And then you hear the lying voice of the enemy. You hear that lying voice of Satan talking in your ear. And he comes to you with an attitude of arrogance. An attitude of arrogance. Hallelujah. Come with me. And self-assurance saying things like, Now I've got you where I want you. I'm quite sure from experience tonight that the devil has told somebody... In this house something like that we've all been there or we will be there and I'm quite sure I'm talking to someone who might be there right now in this house tonight God wouldn't have put this message upon my heart if that wasn't true I want to remind some of the night that the things that are happening in your life things are not always the way that they appear Put that first picture up there, Brother Pat, if you would. Brother Darius, you see this picture? What's it look like to you? What do you see in the sky? What else do you see in the sky? You think you see a planet. But what you're really looking at tonight is you're looking at a steering wheel reflection that looks like a planet. Number two, Brother Pat. What are you looking at? It looks like maybe one of pastor's shots from the plane. Looks like you're, if you looked at the picture that I sent, it looks like you're looking down upon this. But all it really is is a frozen puddle. The next picture. What's that look like? It looks like a sunken boat, but all it really is is a broken antenna off of a car. I've come to tell somebody tonight that there is more happening than what meets the eye. There is more happening than what you realize. You need to realize that God is doing something powerful. God is doing something miraculous. God is doing something great. If you can't feel it, you need to begin to stir it up in your soul right now because God is here to meet your need. Remember the story of Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 6? The king of Syria found out where Elisha was and he sent horses and he sent chariots along with a good sized army to surround him. And we see in verse 15, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Hallelujah. Things are not always the way that they seem. It's not always the way that you're looking at things. It's not always that way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight that you are being set up hallelujah you're being set up hallelujah hallelujah god is setting you up for a great and miraculous uh, the enemy might make make you think that you're set up for evil that you're set up to go down that you're set up to go under but god has set you up through the problems that you're going through for his glory to shine through like it's never shown through before god has set you up in a great way god wants you to know that what it looks like is not really the deal in your eyes what it looks like it's not that way the worst circumstances you've ever faced in your life is the very thing that's going to bring the glory of God into your life like you've never seen it before come on hear what I'm saying right now the very worst circumstance somebody even online hear me what I'm saying right now the very worst thing going on in your life right now God is fixing to show his glory through that like you couldn't believe there's a brand new anointing there's a new level of faith a new power of the Spirit of God Hallelujah. Everything the enemy has sent to take you down, God is going to use to lift you up to another level in him. You need to hear what I'm saying tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've come to remind somebody tonight to to not give up. Now is not the time to quit. You are are already right now on the brink of your miracle. I would not be surprised if you walked out of this house tonight with your miracle. You're on the brink of your miracle. God didn't bring you this far to leave you hanging where you are. God didn't call you out of the water to let you drown in the water. Amen. He didn't bring you out of bondage and out of slavery and out of Satan's kingdom. Amen. To let him devour you. That's not what he did. Hallelujah. I come to let you know tonight that heaven... Help is on the way. My almighty God is here. Your God is here. Help is on the way. And it's closer than you think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've come to declare to somebody tonight in Jesus' name that this is not the end. The enemy's been trying to tell you that it's the end, that it's over. Somebody in this house or somebody watching online that I know in the Holy Ghost, the, the enemy's been trying to tell you that it's the end. But this is not the end. Hallelujah. Great blessings are, are just ahead for you. They are just ahead in the name of Jesus, I declare it. Deuteronomy 28, starting with verse 3. says, Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt be the fruit of the body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed be shall be thy basket in thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, to be smitten before thy face. Come on, somebody take this right now and believe it. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee on holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the lamb which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give unto thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain of the land in his season and to bless all the world. Of thine hand, and thou shalt lend to many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath if thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Hallelujah! God spoke these words to the children of Israel, He spoke these words to the Israelites in the Old Testament. But I know that in Romans chapter 13 it refers to us as the as uh, to us Gentiles as a wild olive branch that was grafted in amen a wild olive branch and i believe tonight that we can claim these same promises uh, that we just read that's why i get excited when i read the word of god when i read the promises of god i get excited because i know that if god did it for them god can do it for me i know that if god did it for them god can do it for you hallelujah god the one and true holy god who has already said in this place, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, has spoken this blessing for you. He will bless your business. He will bless your job. He will bless your finances. He will bless your family and your relationships. He'll bless your health and your property. That's the promises of God. It's not my promises. It's not my words. They mean nothing. But the word of God says all of that. Hallelujah. Every area of your life is covered by God's blessings. So where is it right now that you have lack? Think about it. Where is it that you have lack? Hear the word of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Psalms 23 and 1. I read it this morning. I'm going to read it again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Another translation says, Jehovah is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Hallelujah. This is such a familiar verse to all of us. So often we just pass over it. And I wonder why we don't daily walk in it. Hallelujah. Why? Hallelujah. Why does it seem sometimes that there's a, a gap between the reality of God's promises and the reality of our daily life? Why? Deuteronomy 28 and 15 starts off like this. But it shall come to pass if. And I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. That one little two letter word has taken and stolen many blessings from the people of God for generations upon generations. We read if and then we give up on the blessings and go right to the curses to see what we deserve because of our carnal nature. All sinned Falling short of the glory of God, so let's just go to that part. I've got quiet in here now. I'm not even gonna. Better not. I'll, I'll be collecting money for this soup, brother. I'm not gonna even help the devil tonight by going with the cursings. We're not gonna jump to that part. But we need to turn to the word with faith. We need to let the word bring adventure and faith into our life. What if this is the year of new beginnings for you, your loved ones, those that you care about, your, your co-workers and your neighbors? What if this is the year you stop looking back and start looking forward and looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith? What if this is the year that every prayer is answered what if this is the year that your children come running down an altar and fall down on their face down here and cry out to God and tears become running down their face what if that's what's getting ready to happen What if this is a year your spouse that you've been praying for comes to Jesus? What if this is a year that your negative attitude goes away and your gossiping tongue goes away? What if this is a year you get right with God in every way? What if this is a year you get your bills paid because you choose to obey God and his finance plan? You say, hey God, I realize you know what 10% is you give that and you bless the lord with offerings what if this is the year god restores your health what if this is the year that god restores somebody's marriage what if this is the year of the greatest revival that this church will ever see. Stop putting the ifs in the wrong place and put the ifs in the right place and put them in faith and adventure in the promises of God and say, what if God would do this? I believe that if and every one of those ifs can come to pass. I believe that they will come to pass. Matter of fact, I'll be surprised if they don't come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time to turn our doubt into faith hallelujah, in a God who is able to do exceeding, abundantly, beyond what we can think or imagine. It's time that we realize who we are in Christ. We are on the winning side. You are on the winning side. 2 Corinthians 5 and 20 says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Hallelujah. We have a high-ranking and influential job in the kingdom of God. Amen. Our position and your position is important in the kingdom of God. God is backing you up. You are an ambassador of Christ. You are a representative of Christ. Hallelujah. You are authorized to speak on the behalf of Almighty God as an ambassador of Christ. And when we do those things, we have been authorized to do those things. And God, all of heaven is going to come and back us up when we get to speak in faith and say, hey, come on. Be healed in Jesus' name. And all of heaven comes and backs you up. You're out in Walmart doing your business. Amen. Somebody comes to you with an need, and you begin to pray as the ambassador of Christ. You begin to speak faith unto them. Amen. All of heaven comes to back you up. I've never seen God do miracles like I have when God was trying to reach somebody's soul. That's the main reason why he does miracles. Look on the Bible. He did miracles to show people he had the power to forgive sin. God is no different today. I've seen more miracles to people who were lost Amen. Then people who are saved, even in my own life, God's ready for you to step out as his his ambassador. There are already angels that have been sent on assignment to you to do the work of the Lord. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. There's already angels that God has sent. Amen. If we'll fulfill what God has called us to do, God will step out on our behalf. The Holy Ghost leads us but there are angels all around you that are assisting the efforts as the Holy Ghost leads you to the places that you're supposed to go you are fully backed up you are fully funded fully defended and fully assisted by the authority and the resources of heaven Does anybody believe that tonight hallelujah you are an important part of God's plan we are an important part of God's plan here on this earth we've been invested with royal powers you have Jesus backing you up, and you can call in his name, and miracles will happen. I believe they've already happened in this place tonight. Angels stand ready to assist you in your ministry as you do God's work. Being ambassadors for Christ does not mean that each and every one of us, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have hard times. We are going to have hard times that we go through. Actually, being an ambassador of Christ guarantees that you're going to have a difficult time. You're going to have hard times sometimes because as an ambassador, you're going to have enemies who are working against you and the kingdom that you work for. However, we have been given an assurance from the Almighty God, from the Commander-in-Chief. We have been given an assurance that we will succeed no matter what. Hallelujah. Many times in our humanity, we feel beaten down as if we're carrying the weight of the world upon our shoulders. There are times when we just Our soul trodden down. And no matter how hard we try, nothing seems to be working in our favor. and Everything we thought would go in a certain direction did not go that way. Even things that you believe God would do in a certain way just didn't happen that way. And there are times that we just want to give up and walk away and quit. I'm sure you've been there. But when I read Romans 8, 35 through 37, we say, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us hallelujah i'm reminded tonight as i read the word of god amen that regardless of what i experience regardless of what i come up against it doesn't matter god has already made me victorious because of the love that he has for me because of calvary's cross i am already victorious because i and you are on the winning side verse 35 reminds us that nothing can separate us from the love of christ Why is this so important to understand? Here's why. In war, one of the tactics of the enemy is to cut off the supply lines so that he can separate the soldiers from the supplies necessary to carry out the battle. When the soldiers become isolated from their supplies, the morale becomes low, and oftentimes they end up losing the battle that's just the way that it works but in the verses we just read we see that nothing can separate us from our supply line there is nothing that can come against you that can separate you from your supply line what we need in order to be victorious is guaranteed to be there in full uninterrupted and in abundance because of our connection to Christ and realizing this connection cannot be broken by any enemy We need to learn to see ourselves as champions in the battle and not as losers. Oh, I know we don't want to look at ourselves as a loser, but sometimes we just, ah, that's for pastor to do. Oh, that's for that mighty man of God that's going to come in and do this. No, that's not God thinking. Say it again. You're right. He puts those thoughts in your mind. Amen. You're not a loser. And I know that we're all learning to carry ourselves As one who is victorious and not as one who is in a constant state of defeat. How we perceive ourselves is very important because it will ultimately affect the way other people perceive who you are in Christ. Put that picture up there, Brother Pat. How do you see yourself? You got a little kitty cat staring in the mirror, seeing himself. As a big old lion. How do you see yourself in God? Do you see yourself as just barely getting by and just barely having enough? Or do you see yourself as more than a conqueror? Hallelujah. It's a proven fact, amen, that people will project to others what they feel about themselves. If you see yourself as a loser, people will see That exactly in you as well if you see yourself as a champion people will see that and accept you as that as well hallelujah hallelujah how do you see yourself tonight I'm coming to a close and as I come to a close I want to tell you a true story and many of you probably know the story there was a young man named George Foreman who came onto the boxing scene he's not so young anymore He was beating up on everyone that came before him because he was an intimidating force of muscle power. He believed in his heart that he could not be beaten. And when he walked into the room, he acted like he was a champion. In one fight, he hit Joe Frazier so hard that Joe skipped across the ring. He had the power and the self-confidence that he was a winner. And after he won the championship, he had a fight against Muhammad Ali. You know, the Rumble in the Jungle? Anybody ever heard that before? And Muhammad Ali also saw himself as a champion. And he believed that he could beat George Foreman. And in that fight, George Foreman was the bigger of the two. He was the bigger man that was throwing harder punches. But you know who won. Muhammad Ali, how did he do it besides using his famous rope-a-dope thing that he did? Besides that, it's said that he talked to George Foreman throughout the fight. He told George Foreman that he was weak and that he didn't have the power to hurt him. And when George heard this, he became angry and he tried to hit even harder and harder and harder and harder. And you see, George Foreman's reaction to his opponent is what took him down. George Foreman, Foreman, he tired himself out, and Muhammad Ali knocked him out. He got tired, and that punch came, and boom, it was over. And after the fight, George complained that Ali had talked throughout the fight. He was aggravated about that. And Muhammad Ali got into George Foreman's head... And George lost sight of who he believed he was and temporarily accepted what Ali said about him. I tell you that story tonight because the devil would like to get in your head and to discourage you where you're at right now. He's trying to make you think that he's bigger than he is. He's trying to make you think those lies that he's put in your head are real. They are not. And he's trying to get you to fight in a negative way, harder and harder and harder. But as you begin to fight that way in a negative sense, as you begin to do that, the enemy is making more and more ground. Hallelujah. He knows that if he can keep you distracted, he can keep you ineffective in the kingdom of God. For this reason, we should understand what Paul says in Romans 8:35 35-37, which we already read. Although we may go through hardships... Although we may face death, even we are more than conquerors. We must keep that within our hearts and minds because our enemy will try to get us to see ourselves differently. He wants you to see yourself as a loser. And when Paul uses the term more than, he is saying that you are over and above, you are way beyond a conqueror. He is implying the idea of superiority. He's saying something that is unsurpassed. In other words, he is saying that you are a super conqueror. He says that you are a super conqueror in Jesus Christ. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a super conqueror. Come on. No superman, but a super conqueror through the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And when he uses the word conqueror, he's saying that you are more than an overcomer. He's saying that you are a champion. Amen. He's saying that you have the power to do it through him. Hallelujah. He's saying that you are an overwhelming, prevailing force with Christ. That's what he's saying. You are not weak. We are not weak. You are not a loser. I am not a loser. But through Christ, we are champions. We are on the winning side. And we must see ourselves as being more than a conqueror, more than a champion. We cannot let the enemy talk these lies into our head any longer. We are more than a conqueror. If the enemy can get us to believe his lie, then a knockout will follow shortly after, leading to your defeat. God has given you and I everything that we need to succeed. We have been equipped with supernatural power. He's given you weapons that are supernatural weapons that you need to tap into and to use. You are on the winning side. You are not ill-equipped, but you are equipped for this battle. And I believe tonight that we should go out of this place in victory. I believe tonight that we should go out of this place shouting because you are on the winning side. I want the praise team to come. You are on the winning side. You are on the winning side. If you've not been born of the water and of the Spirit, God desires that you be born of the water. And of the Spirit tonight. John chapter 3. You know what it said. Many of you. Jesus said you must be born of the water and of the Spirit to enter the kingdom of God. You cannot even enter into the kingdom of God unless you're born of the water and of the Spirit. It's impossible. That's what the Word of God said. And Peter very clearly explained on the day of Pentecost... How that happens. In verse 38 of Acts chapter 2. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. It's simple. Just ask God to forgive you of all your sins. Repent and be baptized. Right up there we have a baptismal pool. Warm water, robes, towels, whatever you need is there. You can go out in victory tonight. Whatever you need is here tonight. Hallelujah every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost god wants to give you a gift tonight if you've not been filled with the power of the holy spirit tonight god wants to give you that gift in this place tonight god wants you to leave this place being born of the water and born of the spirit that's what it means being born of the water is simply being baptized in the name of jesus Being born of the Spirit is simply being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. That's what it is. And you join the winning team when you are born again that way. Being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. We're getting ready to go into a time of victory, I believe, in Jesus' name. But I just want to give some simple instructions. If you want the Holy Ghost tonight... I want you to come forward with desire in your heart. I want you to come forward believing that God is going to fill you and that there will be rivers of living water that will flow forth from you. As you begin to praise him, do exactly that. Don't praise him. Uh, Praise him. Don't beg God, but begin to praise him. Say things like, I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I magnify you, Jesus. Thank you for dying on Calvary's cross for my sins. If you want to ask him for the Holy Ghost, ask him one time and then just begin to praise him because he already wants to give it to you and then begin to speak. You've got to speak. There are people in this this place tonight that God wants to fill with the Holy Ghost, but you have to speak. You have to let your shyness go away, not worry about anybody else beside you, and just begin to praise God and speak. And as you begin to speak and tell him, I love you, Jesus, I praise you, Jesus, all of a sudden that tongue will want to become thick in your mouth and want to just to flop. Let it go. It might sound like baby gibbers, just like in the natural, when you learn to talk, you know, it's dada, mama. Well, it might be something similar. I'm not telling you that's what you're going to say, but it might be something similar that comes into your mind when the Holy Spirit begins to speak into your mind, and then you begin to say what it says. Are you with me? But you've got to speak. There's two things that I believe need to happen tonight in this altar call. I've asked them to sing something victorious because there's two things that need to happen tonight. Somebody needs to go out of here in victory believing that God is on your side and that you are on the winning team. And I know from experience that praising God in the midnight hour can bring victory. I know through reading it in the word of God, but I also know through personal experience going through hard times and going through depression that I could praise God in those moments and praise God and realize that things would be lifted off of my back and that God would do something miraculous. So here's what I felt in the Holy Ghost tonight for this altar call I feel like God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost there's at least one tonight that God's already showed me that he wants to fill with the Holy Ghost if you'll open your mouth God will fill your mouth with his words and the second thing is God wants to refill people if you want to be refilled with the Holy Ghost God will do that come down to the front begin to praise him and begin to magnify him and God will fill your mouth with his words and the third thing that God wants to do is to send you out of here in victory But somebody needs to take that problem like I was talking about that's been looming over your head and begin to envision it in your mind. Begin to envision it gone and begin to envision yourself dancing and not just envision that but turn it into action and begin to dance upon those problems that have been plaguing you for a while. You begin to dance upon them and to shout praises to God. If it's a medical issue, the best that you can Maybe a stump and a foot, but there's something looming over somebody's head that God is ready to put under your feet. Does anybody believe what I'm saying tonight? If you believe what I'm saying, somebody get out of your seat right now before the music even starts and get down to the front and say, in Jesus' name, I believe it. I believe it. Tonight, God is going to put this issue under my feet. It's done. It's done. I'm on the winning side. God has already won the victory. God has already won this battle. It's done in Jesus' name. Maybe it's for a child. Somebody needs to get out of your seat tonight for a child. If you won't dance for yourself, you need to get out of your seat for a child and begin to dance for victory for that child on hear what i'm saying right now every person sitting in a pew right now i'm not calling you out but yet i am calling you out you have a reason to dance if you can't dance you have a reason to shout you have a reason there's a child a wayward son or daughter there's a physical need there's somebody in your family that needs god and you need to begin to dance for them in victory you're to begin to dance as if they're already down here worshiping and dancing with you. You're to begin to praise God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength because it's happening. You're on the wedding side.